0: Welcome to the Footy Fantasy pod. Uh, we have um, Yannicka here um, from City. She's delighted. We have the defending Asteric champion, COVID, COVID champion. <laughs> Hola. <laughs> Representing Liverpool from here. Before from I jump here. in, like. Once you're watching this pod, like. Subscribe to all our addresses to be at the end of the pod. Share as much as you can. Uh, we'll be talking about the big game, the big talking points. Uh, man of the match, and we'll do a combined eleven uh, for the game. Uh, let's just jump, just jumping in right in, Yannika. I know Gundogan, Zidane, like you call him, has made you excited, and probably made your weekend or your week. Uh, tell us, tell us how good City were.
1: Um, yeah, I think City were good. It was a solid performance from us. Um, what I would say is obviously in terms of the performance, even though the scoreline was four-one. Um, It wasn't one of them games where we went to Anfield and, you know, turned Liverpool over. It wasn't like that. It was pretty end-to-end. I thought it was quite an evenly matched game. There were parts where Liverpool were on top. There were parts where Man City were on top. And it was kind of like a bit end-to-end, which obviously as a City fan and probably as a Liverpool fan, it's not fun to watch. But obviously, you know, for a neutral, it's probably quite good. But yeah, I think City were quite professional. Obviously, defensively, we are so much better this season. Um, We don't really make too many mistakes at the back. And I think because of that, that allowed us to kind of win that game by the result that we did. Um, I do think though, if Alisson doesn't make the two mistakes that he makes, it could have gone differently. Because at at 1-0, I was actually doing like a live watch along and the Liverpool fan that I was doing it with was like, it's game over. And I was like, now there's more goals in this game. And he was like, nah, City have won it because I can't see your scoring. And, you know, obviously then there was a penalty and then it was kind of like it was even, you know, and I think anything can happen in games like that. But obviously it was Man City that kind of jumped on the chances. And, you know, like a lot of people slate in, Gabriel, he comes on and obviously I think, what he does when he comes on was really important for the game, and like a lot of people would just dismiss it because they don't think he's good or whatever. But he came on and straight away he puts pressure on Ed um, on Allison. After he puts that pressure on Allison, Allison makes two mistakes shortly after that, and I think that pressure was what made him think, right? Let me kick it out quicker, and then he's not making the right passes, you know? Because I think if not, he takes his time, he passes it out. It probably goes to Salah or Mane or someone. And it's a different game. So I think what City did well today is they they played well on and off the ball, which we have kind of been playing all season. And, you know, there was a time where Liverpool had 70-something possession and City were still in the game playing reasonably well. So, yeah, I think I'm quite happy with City at the moment. I think today wasn't the best performance from us. I'd say a lot of the players have performed better in previous games. Gundogan being one of them, as good as good as he was, he's he's been better. So, yeah, it was it was a bit of a weird game, um, but we had to get a win at Anfield because I think if we didn't win this season, we're never going to win there. So, <laughs> that's, true. Yeah, that's That's a great point. This is the
0: best <laughs> opportunity. I agree. In my opinion, talking about City before we move to Allah, is I think Pep has made a tactical switch. And I know we kind of talked about it before the pod. Yeah. Is he doesn't press us high anymore yeah. with his forward line so that, you know, he doesn't give that space down the middle. Your wingers also, off the ball, your wingers, they stay wide when they're on the ball, when they're off the ball, they come in, they talk in now, that's more central. So that counter-attacking weakness, that City used to get hit on the break so bad, one ball over the top, that is, that's gone, that's pretty much gone now, you know, obviously then, obviously, Ruben Diaz, we have to talk about that too, you know, he has been exceptional. Apart from, I know he made an error today, but he has almost not put the foot wrong all season, and that's, That's incredible, Uh, Ola.
2: Tell us. Oh, tell you about the defending champions. Oh yeah, (laughs) I can remind you. (laughs) Defending champions are here. Okay. Whatever. So I can tell you about that. Oh, oh, you want me to tell you about the match? Okay, I can tell you about the match. The match, like Yannicka said, turned on the two errors from Allison. For me, to be honest, the league was gone for Liverpool. last week when we started losing to the bottom six and drawing for me i was not even i'm I'm not pissed about losing to city the scoreline is a bit worrying but for me the main thing is securing top four so today's result was i won't say it was expected but we've not been playing well and like Yannicka said if they don't beat liverpool this season at anfield i don't see when they could have done it again this was their best chance we're playing fabino and enderson at center back so what, what are you going to do? How are you going to pass up that chance to Armour Liverpool? And they, to be fair, they did. They took their chances, the first errors, and they killed the game. And um, the biggest, the bigger issue for me now is uh, we, we still didn't create much. I think the first half, Femino had a half volley and it was a half chance. And the Money had only one clear chance. And even the penalty came out of nowhere. So I understand um, when Yannicka was saying she was watching the game with the Liverpool fan and the fan was saying, oh, he doesn't see where we're getting a goal from. I understand what that guy was saying because we're not really creating chances. The penalty came from nowhere. So just like uh, uh, an error from Diaz that allowed Salah to go in. So it's not like we actually created that situation. So that's, that for me is a worry. Losing to City is not a worry because City, they can smash you at any time. We've lost to, we lost to them 5-0. We lost to them five uh, four nil last season. I think five nil in Klopp's first season. We get smashed by them occasionally, so losing to them is not the issue. The issue is going forward. Liverpool are not creating enough, and the reason for that is because we are playing two of our best midfielders at centre back, and the reason for that is because we were stupid enough to do what City did last season by going into the season without having a proper centre back cover. And when we were saying this, Liverpool fans were saying this before the season started, why are we not replacing Lovren? They were like, oh, we're well, going to play Fabinho there. OK, you're playing Fabinho there, but you're forgetting you're going to miss Fabino in midfield and you're playing Fabino as centre-back. And that happened to City last season when they started playing Fernandino in centre-back. And the league was over by February, January, February, the league was over. And Liverpool went into the season and said, "Oh, oh, City did that, let's do that too. And of course, what happened? The the, the league is over, (laughs) the league is over. So I'm not worried about City smashing us. I'm worried we're not creating enough chances going forward. Um, I know we scored six goals in two away games, but I think that was just bucking the trend because the trend has been in the last eight games. We have not created enough, clear. we have taken shots, but we're not creating clear cut chances. And that's going to be trouble for us going forward.
0: Okay, okay, those are good points. One thing I wanted to quickly touch on is at what point because Klopp, you know, he has gotten two centre-backs now, right? At what point mm-hmm. does he put one or two of them there and say, okay, let's go back to the midfield that I know and, I mean, at what point? Because now, like you said, top four now
2: is in danger now. That's where you guys are now. Like, you're not yeah, in it's top He's going, to going to do that. To, do, to be honest, I knew what, I knew. he wasn't going to play those two new centre-backs today because okay. he's a systems guy. Klopp yeah. is a systems guy. So he, he has gotten these guys and he wants them to gets used to the system. Many of the players we buy who are like midfielders or defenders, we we usually take time before we actually throw them in. It's only maybe when we buy strikers, that like when we bought Salah, we threw Salah in straight away, mm-hmm. when we bought Mali. But when we buy defenders like Rob Robertson, we didn't put him in, in, in straight away, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not surprised it didn't start with them. But in answer to your question, I think he's going to have to do that going forward because now by, by, the, by Wednesday, they would have spent at least like almost 10 days with the team. So they should one of them should be able to play. Most likely to be Carback. He has no choice now because Anderson or Abin have to go back to midfield. It's it's we've gone on too long trying to patch up that that centre back issue. And Allison, I know Allison messed up today, but it's not easy when you're playing with. Today was probably our 16th centre back pairing, 16th yeah. different one. We have had 16 different centre back pairings all season. That doesn't help a goalkeeper either. When you're, you're centre-back, the guys in front of you are changing all the time, it doesn't help. So Alison messed up today. He was sick before the last game and um, he probably was just still sick today because I can't explain what he was doing. I can't explain what he was doing <laughs> for those two goals.
0: <laughs> uh I said, Jesus, uh, Jesus, you know, put the juju on him. <laughs> <laughs> today is <juju>. Sunday, <laughs> day Sunday Jesus, Jesus came to press him, you know, <laughs> it's, it's poetic. <laughs> Okay, Yannick, I'm going to you. Who's your man of the match? I know who you're oh, going to say, but I just have to ask. That's anything.
1: a hard one. I feel like I would give it to... I'd actually give it to someone that you're not thinking. Okay. Um, oh, it is a hard one. I'd say maybe Phil Foden, just because he he did so well. You know, he got the goal um, to kind of seal it. Um, He did well. I think there's a few that did well. I don't think there was any really fantastic player for City. I feel like everyone was just good. Like, you know, some maybe a little bit better. But Sterling was good as well, to be fair. He Sterling was. got into the positions. He was. But it's just his finishing wasn't obviously he did score, but his finishing wasn't on point. Um so I'd I'd give it Foden based on that. But both of them played well. Um they gave their sort of backs a bit of a hard time. So yeah, I I would say Foden just for I don't, I don't know, it's, it's, it's quite, there's, there's probably a few that maybe deserve it, Gundogan, I would have given it to him, but he missed that penalty, and to be honest, it could have gone very differently, obviously right. he did redeem himself, yeah. Um, but that game could have gone differently, so I think with that sort of chance, it's a penalty, just place it, but he blasted it, so I think if he'd have placed it and Allison saves it, then I would have been like, yeah, man of the match, but. I just think for that he could have cost us the game. So yeah. But I but he he was great after that. So I can't really fault him.
0: Um <laughs> good, good points. Good point. Ola, man of the match.
2: Okay, man of the match, of course, it's not going to be a Liverpool player. <laughs> I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna go there Actually, and start choosing Alison, a Liverpool.
1: Player. <laughs>
2: Alison, yeah, Yeah. Alison had had the biggest impact on the game, so, (laughs) no, but to to be honest, um, you think it's still Christmas, it's still giving gifts. To to be honest, I'm going to go with Gondogan, and I'm going to say, actually, I got more annoyed with myself, because in the fantasy league, I have Gondogan, and I put him (laughs) on the bench. I put him on the bench in the fantasy league. So that actually pissed me off more than Liverpool losing because I have 13 yeah. points on the bench now with Gondogan and I just don't know why I just didn't trust him. I should have put him in the team because he has been on he has been on yeah. fantastic form. He has been scoring goals, assisting goals. And for me, he was man of the match. Apart from yeah. missing the penalty, that's not unusual. Man City pe- yeah. players yeah. miss penalties yeah. against Liverpool. That's <laughs> true.
1: Okay, it, um, it's, <laughs> it's not just Liverpool.
2: <laughs> it's a tradition. It's a tradition he for he you guys. You
1: yeah.
2: Even Sterling, I think Sterling has missed a penalty against us before something. So I'm not even surprised about that. Nares did two years ago. I remember Nares on. Nares, De Bruyne, yeah. So um, Gondogan for me. The reason, apart from the goals, um, yeah, he, you know, being being in the right place at the right time is an yeah. underrated skill. And for yeah. a midfielder, being in the right place at the right time. Those two goals were, were like poacher were like goals. That's that's those are the kind of goals you expect yeah. from Aguero, just being in the right place at the right time. You don't teach that. It's it's instant. And that guy, he proved it again in the big game, scored two big goals, and for me, he's the man of the match. Mm. Okay, okay. I, I mean,
0: I, I know I don't disagree. I just want to go against Yannicka's choice because she's very biased. And again, about your fantasy. If you're on Twitter and you're following Yannicka, I'm sure
1: that's you why are. I didn't, that's why I didn't have Gundogan. Everyone can go to the That's why I'm not saying Gundogan.
0: She has been <laughs> raving about Gundogan for like, <laughs> decept- since the beginning of the season, raving, raving. So if you, you, would, have, you would have gone
2: with her, with, you would have always had Gundogan in your team. Because she, she calls him Goodo Just put him on the bench. I had him in my team last week and the week before. But today I was like, Liverpool probably won't let him score. So I just said, let me put him on the bench. <laughs> I thought it was going to be that my... game. I, I think I did
0: a 2-1 prediction on the NBC Sports predict. I did 2-1 for City. I thought City was going to win. But I obviously, I didn't expect 4-1. My man of the match, as a neutral looking in, as a neutral, look at it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a word like that for United fan. as a neutral. United <laughs> fan <laughs> between Man <Massachusetts> City and Liverpool. <laughs> I think it was Foden. So in my WhatsApp groups, in some of my United buddies, I was going crazy. I like, this kid is generational. I'm like, oh, Ayo, you a reactionary. I said, no, I have oh. been watching him all season. And I say, he's a generational talent. I always tell him, listen to my words carefully. I choose my words carefully. I didn't say the generational player, is a generational talent. That's what I'm saying. Like this kid, and people I'll say what when I look at players, right? For me, and this is just my personal opinion, doesn't mean it's the truth. Decision making is very critical. I look at it. There are some players, even from when they come out from like academy, people like Phil Foden, like early on, their decision making is so elite. It looks like, wow, is this kid 20? He's like that. I think Sancho is like that also. I think to some slight little extent, I think Saka is like that. A little bit. I'll put I'll say a little bit. But for them like he had a hand in three of those goals. The one thing I like about him is his decision making the final third. You know, I think that's something that's very hard to coach when to shoot, when to pass, when to drive. He does that so well. And like, those three goals obviously scored two, right? He scored two of them. Or no, he scored, scored
2: one and had a hand in the other oh, one. he had a hand yeah, the other it one. Suit.
0: Yeah. yeah. Wow. Like that that finish, people were like, oh, it was uh, Allison's fault. I'm
2: uh-huh. like
0: I've been watching football for a very long time. I don't know any keeper. This that was that was my argument. Where somebody wants to shoot in the box, like and it's a, it's a very good shot, and the keeper stands up. Keepers don't stand up when there's a shot in the box. They they set to go. You know they are setting a position to go left or right. So that's what happened to Allison. Allison was trying to go left, and the ball went
2: up. So it's like oh, it's too late. Before he could react, it's too he late. There's a quick oh, shot. <laughs> That was an it awesome took, shot. It took the shot very quickly and it was a hard shot. Exactly. Yeah. So
0: I don't know. I just wanted to put this in this you know our quick chat. Like, was I crazy? People were arguing me no, like no, oh no. it was Alice's fault. I'm like, uh I don't think so, but okay, it, it is what it is. So let's go to our combined level quickly. Uh we'll start with Ola. Ola, since you are the home team, give us your combined level.
2: Okay. Uh combined levels usually a bit easy this time of the season when it's clear that Man City are running away with the league. So <laughs> going to, it's going to be um quite easy for me to put as many Man City players as possible. Yeah. But I'm, go- I'm going to sneak I'm going to sneak like four Liverpool players in there. So that's fair. That's fair. Let's go. Um Alison is not going to be in goal. Alison <laughs> is not going to be in goal. I am worried about Alison not because of his quality he misses too many games. And I've been on this podcast complaining about that we, that we need a solid center back. Because Alisson, for some reason, is sick today. He misses two games. He gets injured the next game. He misses seven games. He misses too many games. Edison for Man City, doesn't miss many games. And he has been consistent. So I'm putting Edison in goal. Yep. Um, Cancelo, I think, that, for me, this is, is the breakout star of the season. Um, fantastic player. I'm putting him at right back. Because Trent, Trent has not had a great season. I'm putting um, Diaz and Stones, centre-back. Yeah. Because obviously, Liverpool have not played with any centre backs this season. So, who else are you going to put <laughs> to be stones and cut their ass? Left back, I'm going to put Robertson. He's probably Liverpool's player of the season because he has played very well. Um, okay, recently has not been great, but he was great for like the first 10 games. Okay. Um, so, I'm putting Robertson at left back. Midfield, Gondogan. Yes, I'm a fanboy too. I'm a fanboy. Gondogan is going into my midfield because, like I said, apart from the goals, you can just see, you can just see, it's just a baller. There's just no other way to put it. This John is good, passing good, creativity good. So, feel for them. Um, I agree with you, Ayo. He's a generational talent, and I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying when you say that, because for Liverpool, we have Curtis Jones. We, who I know you also like. You like I Curtis do. Jones. I do. Yeah. I
0: do. Well, but the
2: thing is, Phil Foden is another level, yes. or even two levels higher yes. than Curtis it really Jones. Is. it really is. Because Curtis Jones, sometimes his decision-making is not great, but Phil Foden is like, he has a complete package already. He yes. knows when to, like you said, when to drive, when to create, when to shoot. He, he has all of it already. And I, they're both basically the same age. I think they're both 20. Yeah. So Phil Foden and Gondogan in midfield, I'm going to put Gini Adam. Um, in midfield, uh, just to sit in, and the reason I'm sticking him there is he's probably been one of our better players this season. Um, yeah. I'm not saying that, like he has outperformed Rodri or whoever, but I, I don't think Rodri has outperformed Jony Adam either. So it's a toss up. So I'm sneaking him in. <laughs> and forward, in <laughs> forward, Salah is going in. I don't think they, I don't, I don't have to talk too much about him. 16 league goals, 22 league and uh, 22 goals for the season. Uh, Mane, I'm putting Mane into. Um I think he has done, he has had a good season, it's a pity we missed him for two games, today I think he played well and I'm going to put Ryan Sterling through the middle, because Ryan Sterling has, not a fantastic season, but at least he has done better than Femino up front <laughs> has, I think he has got more goals than Femino this season That's true. That's true. and so I'm going to put and Sterling much up front.
0: Night now Pepe Pep has been playing this rotating false nine thing all yeah. season ago. yeah,
2: yeah so I'm putting Sterling up front. So that's it. Ederson, Cancelo, Diaz, Stones, Robertson. Midfield: Gondogan, Foden, Gini. Up front: Salah, Sterling, Mane. Who's the manager? Uh, manager is Klopp. Klopp. Klopp is the manager. Because let me tell you, <laughs> there will be not there, there not there are not many managers who will still have us in the top four with all the nonsense we have gone through this season. With all the, all the nonsense we've gone through this season, we've, we've, we've been missing nine senior players. I know injuries happen to everybody, but I think it could have been worse if there was another manager. If it was another manager, I think we'll be seven or eight now. I think we would have been seven or eight now. So, that's it's, not, it's that's not the...
0: Perspective. Th- this is one of those gray area things. So, that's fine.
2: That's, it's a gray area mm-hmm.
0: that that we'll never know. But I, I see your point. I'm more on your side, but... I'm trying to play devil's advocate to my head, but yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. But when Pep wins the Champions League, I'll put Pep above him. Sure. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> when he wins it with Man City, okay, i No Pep problem. Above no him. problem. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no problem. Okay, Yannicka, j- go for it. Let's see your combined
1: eleven. Um, I I agree with most of it to be honest. I think definitely Edison in uh, Edison's been really good this season. Um. Last season, he would make some mistakes that might cost us games or stuff like that, but this season, it seems like he doesn't have that much to do, but when he does have to do something, he does it. So, obviously, a penalty, not really going to save that. It's it's hard to save penalties, especially from Salah. Um, but, yeah, in general, he's, he's done what he needed to do when he has to do it. So, yeah, I think he's having a good season, Edison. Um, the back four, I'd agree with. We don't have a left back. Well, we don't, yeah, we don't actually have a left back. is not a left back. Um So, yeah, I'd put Robertson in there. He's had a good season. Diaz and Stones are undrappable. Them two, crazy chemistry together. And then, obviously, Cancelo's having a fantastic season. So, yeah, the back four kind of speaks for itself. Um Definitely Gundogan has to go in the midfield. <laughs> He's the first one in. A shout, I would say, will be for De Bruyne, but De Bruyne didn't start so well. And then he just looked like he was getting into form and then he got injured. So I think at the end of the season, there'd be a shout for De Bruyne when he comes back. But right now, he kind of would just get in there and then he went out. Um, Bernardo Silva's stepped up a lot in his absence, though. Um, so I'm kind of tempted to put him in somehow. Um so I don't know what kind of formation I'm going to go with to get everyone in. Um, but I know Wijnaldum's been good for Liverpool. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't really disagree with that. So I'd probably probably put Foden on the wing, on one of the wings, because um, that's kind of where he's been playing. So I'll put Foden on the wings. I probably will put Sterling in the middle as a false nine, whatever. And then I'd pick between Mane and Salah Um Obviously I do think Mane is the better player, but I think Salah's had the better season. Okay. So for that reason I would say Salah. Even though I rate Mane more than Salah in general, but this mm-hmm. season he's scoring a lot of goals, so yeah, I'd put Salah. So I think I think that's 11.
0: But well, who's your manager?
1: <laughs> uh it's got to be Pep. <laughs> Just because Pep's done really well this season, he's actually changed the way we play and he's executed it. Like, obviously, it took a while, but he's kind of executed it perfectly right now. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, there's a long way to go in the season, but I think if Pep can win it and get us further in the Champions League. You know. Come on,
2: Yannicka. The league is finished. You guys have the league wrapped up. I'm not jinxing you. You guys have the league wrapped up. Don't don't give encouragement to the Man United fan. He knows he knows the league is over. Don't give him any some of any sort of encouragement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm Thank telling you, congratulations.
1: <laughs> oh God. You know what? Like, I wish. We were, hey, like, anything awesome. can happen. You know what? Anything can happen. Yeah, you're
0: right. December. Everybody were saying... I know you. I know you were not. But most people. Most of the experts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's me. I think with If I remember Yannicka, right? When we brought you on here, we were saying it's most likely going to be Liverpool. Right? Did we say yeah, that? It
1: looked, it looked like that. It did look like that.
0: It looked like that, yeah. I don't know. Like, Yannicka didn't fully agree, to be fair to her. She was like, let's see. Let's play or give me a hand. But most people were like, it's most likely going to be Liverpool. They look too good. They look too yeah. good too. Anything can happen, right? Injuries. I, I, I don't want injuries to anybody, but anything can happen. But
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. anything can
0: happen. But we, I know... Most likely, city of wonder league. I mean, we all kind of know that. It's kind of, kind of obvious at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of obvious at this point. They've, they've that sounds.
2: Me. That sounds good to me. That sounds good. No, no, it's kind of <laughs> obvious. It's kind of. I'll, I'll be honest.
0: It's kind of <laughs> obvious. We're mentally, Manchester United. I know. So maybe I'll just talk right? Mentally. Mentally, I, I. Mentality wise, I don't think we're there. I think we have some holes. I think we have been lucky with injuries, and if we have, we have a fully fit squad. And City have injuries, and they're already building this gap. Now, I don't know how long Pogba is out for. If he's out for any amount of weeks, I think that even makes us weaker. <laughs> yeah, You know, because of how he has been playing. So, I, I, everything just adds up to City winning the league, right? Because we can say, oh, it's just five points. They have a game here. That's true. I don't see us not i don't see us not dropping more points than city i mean it's kind of clear when you what do both teams play if they drop points we will drop points too that's just what i see and we still have to play them right we still have to go to the etihad if they're still playing like this at that time i mean i don't see how we
2: come out of there with a the win and sorry and do you know what makes it more impressive for me like what? we're talking about kevin De and kevin De Bruyne is one of the best players in the world yeah city he has not played for like four games or something and they're still steamrolling. They're just steamrolling everybody. They're mm-hmm. smashing people without Kevin De Bruyne without Aguero. Yeah, Aguero has been out for most of the season. Yeah. So that that's what makes it more impressive. That okay, yeah, we say injuries, injuries are a factor, but it's just that they have coped with their injuries really, really well.
0: They have. They have. They have enough 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 praise for City because I see Annika's head just going, oh! <laughs> <laughs> just getting excited. <laughs> let's jump into the weekly awards uh since you're already talking you who is your kudos and donkey of the week
2: okay kudos of the week um well this was the highlight of my weekend the our Side brothers everton am i going to get my kudos of the week because they they, they played a fantastic game at old trafford um great comeback they showed man you how to make a proper comeback from 2-0 down to 2-2, 3-2 to 3-3, fantastic. Everton, kudos of the week. And um, I, I know I know, that they've, they've, they've gotten a point there and they probably will be thinking they're going to beat Liverpool too, but we'll see about that. Um, oh, that's the okay. next game, yeah? Uh, I think it's after Leicester. After oh. Leicester, okay. we have to play Everton, yeah. So let, let's see how it goes. But yeah, for this weekend, they did well. Um, donkey of the week. I like Allison, but I can't look past the two errors today. I can't. I right. can't. Those were. If, if it was carriers or if it was any of our other goalkeepers, we'll be smashing them to bits. We'll be cussing them out. So right. I can't. I can't um, overlook what Allison did today because that was schoolboy stuff. He, the, the, the first one was the most annoying. The first one, he wasted time trying to control the ball. The City player was coming. He almost lost the ball. He got a second chance and then kicked it back to the city player. So what what, what was happening there? <laughs> I just don't understand. So it's the donkey of the week for me. Um, I know maybe he probably was still sick, but no excuses. There's no excuse for two big errors in that game that cost us the match. Okay, okay. Uh, Yannicka, kudos for the week and donkey of the week.
1: Um,
0: I know where I, kudos I of the week is going to. I right know, but just let me just hear, hear you say it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think the junkie of the week has to be Allison just for them mistakes um that he made. And yeah, like he says, he had another chance as well, and then he did it again. So it's if it's two different mistakes, like you can argue say say like he takes someone out and it's a penalty and then he makes the passing mistake, then you could say oh, it was two different things, but it was kind of like the same thing. So mm-hmm. I think in that respect it has to be him. And in terms of kudos, um, yeah, I was going to actually say Calvert-Lewin for getting that goal. What? You yeah. what,
0: what, what is all this?
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. just, just to annoy you, I'm going to give it again for getting City back into
0: the game. <laughs> okay, okay. That's what y'all are doing, okay? I'm going to annoy everybody too now. <laughs> My kudos of the week goes to that man called Bruno Magnifico Cantona <laughs> Fernandes. <laughs> look, look, go. His goal look. was Cantona-esque, you
1: know? Constellation like... goal.
0: <laughs> no, no, <that> was Cantona-esque. Now <laughs> the audacity to see that, oh, keep goal. He whips it in. There's nobody in the Premier League that can score that type of goal in the whole Premier League right now. Gundo, uh, I said Gundo, I Gundo. Gundo <laughs> <Bruno laughs> Fernandes. <laughs> Bruno Fernandez is, you know, he's the best player in the Premier League. It's right a pity now. It got you only one point without goal. It's a pity
2: hey, they didn't give you seven
0: points without that's, goal. That's on our defense. That's <laughs> on our defense. That, so uh, my, my, my donkey of the week, I have two donkeys. One, not on the pitch type of donkey. It's something I said, I think my last episode, and I'll continue saying it. The amount of racism that is going on, you know, to football players now is getting ridiculous. It really is. Like every time it's like almost autopilot, you know, autopilot in my head. United have a bad game. I'm expecting racist abuse. They, did, they still did it again to Zebe. I'm like, what is going on, guys? It does not make any sense. Like, Maguire, Lindelof, David here had more fault. And I'm not saying they should get abused. What I'm saying is, even if it's football-related, like, they had more mistakes in that game. It's not, doesn't, but there should be, even in, there should even not be any reason for racism. Either way, regardless, there should be no reason for it. And it's just getting ridiculous at this point. So, yeah, the people online. I think people in their fan base need to understand that these people are not faceless people. There are people in every fan base who are racist. They are. And that's the the actual truth. This idea that people try to, oh, they are not part of us. Like, people need to address that there are people that they know one-on-one who are racist in fan base. And, you know, people need to call them out. So, yeah, those are my major donkeys. Now, footballing on the pitch donkey. Harry Maguire and WD here. The fridge. <laughs> I'm putting them together. This is like double, you know, I'm putting them you in, know what? in both, both
1: of them goalkeepers because the Everton one was even worse than the hair. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I know, awesome. I know. But guess what? Only one of them earns 375k per week. And I'm not one of those people that, that looks at that, but the reality is, the reality is sometimes who much is given, much is expected. That's the reality of life. I, I don't really care about people's wages, you know, because, He's worked hard to get there. That's between the club and him, what their value is, what their value is to the club. I get that. But he's costing us too much errors in high profile games. And it's getting, at this point, it's getting ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous. Maguire, too. I mean, we pay all that money. Senior centre back, England international. Week, he's done this crucial moment. Spurs, and this is not just today, he did against Spurs, Champions League. Like, simple high line today just like your line watch your line it, and it keeps everybody on side drops too
2: quickly yeah, yeah keeps yeah. everybody on side
0: because it. of his either decision making or lack of not trusting his speed he wants to go ahead of everybody it's like mm-hmm. come on you know I'm not going to I don't like pressing scouts but like I'm looking at Liverpool with two, with two midfielders they center back they know how to keep a high line like people are drawing I mean so for me all the excuses people keep making for him I'm not listening to that so uh, yeah, that that is, that is those are my donkeys for the week. Uh, we've come to the end. We have a couple of minutes left. Uh, Annika, thanks for coming on. Uh, I know you're still doing your work with Sarcasm Sarcasm City Podcast, right? That's what's called.
1: Um, Sarcasm City, yeah. Sarcasm City
0: Podcast. Okay, yeah. Um, check out Sarcasm Podcast. Anybody who's watching, Ola, It's okay. Yep. No, it was a tough one today. You know.
2: <laughs> defending champions,
0: defending champions. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. when was the last
2: time my united fans said those words defending champions it's almost eight years now wow eight. before you know it it's to be 10 years okay wow. no problem <laughs> no problem
0: you guys cannot say 20 though 20 times 20 times my united
2: we will <laughs> get 20 before you get 21 okay see. let's see
0: <laughs> let's see we'll find out <laughs> We'll find out. Well, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, have a good, have a good one. Anybody that's watching, you know, like, subscribe to all our addresses at the end of the pod.